Welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Chase Holden, your host, joined by Dale Tanhart, as always. And today we have a special guest on the show, uh, a man that runs with, uh, with Smoke and the boys at SHR. Uh, he's been, been lighting it up uh, on the, the Spotify playlist this year, probably the most talked about Spotify uh, Garage Jams playlist that we've had. And uh, he's the driver of the number 41 Ford Mustang for SHR. It's Mr. Ryan Priest. Ryan Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you got a you got a nice little uh, little garage right there, man. I saw a car on the roof a little bit ago. What, what's all? What's that about? Oh yeah, no. So um, a fan actually made that car. Like it's actually what it is is a little wagon, but because I come from open wheel modified, they make uh, like wagons that look like modified. Well, when I first moved down here in 2019, they they wanted to bring me something, and that something happened to be their first ever modified wagon, which was the championship car that I won with uh, back in 2017. So I had it down here, and instead of it sitting on the floor, I wanted to hang it from the roof. How often are you still doing any any wheeling, or maybe not wheeling, but just any kind of modified racing? I know that's your background, and it's always been talked about, your roots up in Connecticut. How often are you still doing that kind of stuff? <clears throat> You know, I so my father and I, we both own a modified each. And one's a modified tour, the wheel and modified tour car, legal car, and then one's an open show car. Um, but this year, I, I decided to step back and really focus on the cup car and, and putting all my efforts to that because there's so much, um, so much more that I wanted to do to keep growing that 41 team uh, this year. And so to answer that question, I guess, none this year unfortunately the racer in me um the guy that's always blasting gangster rap in the shop at about one in the morning <laughs> has been really really dying this year but at the same time it's a totally different adventure and one that that i've really enjoyed uh and you know we're continuing to build i love that man and that's the thing too like going into the the wheel and modifieds um you know, we we ain't gonna talk too much about about this, but uh, there was a reason that I that that I picked you to to win qualifying at Martinsville, and it's because of all of the the years of hype I've seen you at Martinsville, the Wheeling Modified <clears throat> stuff. There was uh there was definitely a correlation with that in the short track. So when when it got around to Martinsville, and I definitely want to dive into that because that was a that was an awesome accomplishment that weekend. It was it was good for you, good for me too. Um, but uh. Yeah. I wanted to say with the wheel and modifieds, man, like you, you ever feel like Mad Max driving one of those because of the way they look, dude? I mean, that car just looks like it's in a dystopian future, just got guns on the top of it, the way it looks. I mean, it's just yeah. ready, ready for, for just savagery, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, us from the Northeast. It, it's So it, what's interesting about modifieds is <clears throat> there's different types of them throughout the country. And modifieds kind of have a bad rap when it comes to the southeast, out west. They got skinny tires, and everybody kind of looks at them like they're they're not an elite division. But then you go to the northeast, and they're just badass race cars. You know, they're 2,600 pounds, 700 horsepower, and you drive the heck out of them. So it's just uh, I come from a discipline, and and really that part of the country. What I love the most about modified racing and being up there and it's really just there's so much passion and the raw the rawness of it i tell everybody um that's never been to a modified race like if they've been to a world of outlaw race it's a different level right world of outlaws four ten sprint cars are around the country in the dirt world like that's that's it that's the elite series well up in the northeast the modifieds has like a small a smaller vibe of that of that so um 
but yeah, man, I, I, uh, yeah, every time I strap up and get that car going, I do feel pretty badass. Speaking of badass, look, I don't know if this is a Northeast thing because, you know, we, we, me and Chase talk a lot in our podcast, how we're, we're predominantly rap guys when it comes to our music choice. And we're, we're pretty infatuated by, by, as Chase mentioned, your choice in music, which you had a great playlist that I'm looking at here on uh, the Garage Jams, Ryan Priest edition. You're a big rap guy as well. How did, how did you get into that kind of culture, the, how, into that kind of music? So, so it's so odd um, because my father wasn't into it. But when, uh, so I started racing for this guy in Connecticut who owned a chassis company. And I had never really listened to gangster rap before, but he introduced me to NWA and, and, um, there would just be lines that he'd spit at me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he just, you know, we just started blaring it at the shop and we'd be working, you know, typically we wouldn't, it was always on a scale night and we wouldn't get to the shop to scale the car until the night before at like eight o'clock at night. And we'd go till two, three in the morning. So we'd have, you know, we'd have some, so some good times like nothing but a g thing was was always like top of the list for us you know that's that sounds you know who else said that ryan and chase mark martin said the same thing you know mark yeah. martin got into got into rap music he said it was the same kind of way being at the shop his his uh crew guys were playing it and now he's like obsessed that's yeah. funny well, how old were you Oof. so that was about i was 19 I was probably 19, 20 years old, which, you know, I, I, for me, music, it, it's just something that to, like in the background, right? When you were, when you were working and um, a lot of it before that was probably Pantera or, or in that genre. But then when I started listening to gangster rap, like you could really get going. And when you're working, it's just, you, you really get into it. It's Dude. high energy that's yeah, uh sure. that's a that's a correlation that i have found because like me growing up like with uh with metal music i was big into metal i was big into you know like yeah pantera slayer uh i mean we could go the list goes on on metallica whatever but like i, I found that there's a lot of people that are into that and that are in that kind of like the, the screamo era the i think you and i are probably around the same age maybe a little bit younger but like the oh five oh six era when like like that music was taken over the transition rap all gets lumped into that so like usually you find like somebody that's hardcore into like gangster rap and stuff they're also going to be into the metal and uh it, it's got to be like a lyric and uh and, and i think that that's another important aspect of it it's just like once you start listening to it and you start really hearing the words and what they're saying there's so much truth in a lot of it man yeah and you know to that point so i spent a lot of my time in race shops as a kid because my father raced uh, not not at, a, at an elite level. He raced a late model at a local racetrack, and our town in Berlin was. It's kind of like this place that you wouldn't think a lot of racers were from, but man, there's a lot of racers from that town. So I spent a lot of time going from you know race shop to race shop or fab shop, and you know that that culture of racers kind of being the you know the outlaw style that blends in with gangster rap and just kind of some of the lyrics that go with it so it's uh i guess that's why i've kind of gravitated towards it too you know same thing with like drag racing and and all that stuff right absolutely who's who's the who's the greatest rapper of all time ah uh, man i you know I, or a top three could you give a top three 
Yeah, I like Ice Cube. I like his. I like some of him. I'm I'm old. Like I like old school stuff. Uh, it really just depends. Um, West Side Connection, obviously, because of Shook or not Gangster Nation, and then um, I don't know. I mean, really, it's I, I don't really have a specific specific artist that I say, man, I'm gonna play him right now, you know. Oh, but really? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, like. They're all go-tos. I don't have a specific one that I necessarily say, man, I'm going to listen to him over him. It's just, that's why I like that playlist on Garage Jams. I'm able to pull different songs from all over the place and be like, all right, I throw up Garage Jams when I'm in my shop all the time. Hell yeah. Yeah, we see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just for anybody that hadn't listened to it, I mean, we got Kid Cudi on here, Mac Miller, uh, the uh, oh, Machine Gun. Oh, because I'm ter terrible at this. Like, I was terrible in school. So whenever I'm asked a question, I freeze up. But, like, Biggie, you guys notice every time on Instagram, I throw Biggie in there, right? Yeah. yeah. The day – A lot of people – I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting, but the day you sent me that DM with, like, you were talking about getting ready, you and Harvick, dude. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. It killed me. He sends me he sends me a picture of Tupac and Biggie. He was like, we ready. He was like, me and Harvick. I was just like <laughs> – I, like, yeah. I was like, everything is on the line today. I was like, let's go. Well, it's funny because uh, Delana, his wife, I'll message her because she likes, she likes the same, she has an interest in the same music I do. So I'll send her stuff like that all the time. But oh, for I love sure, that. like, that's what a lot of people, when we were at LA and I was throwing up Biggie music because I'm East Coast, like up in the Northeast. And some people are like, you're in California, you're on West Coast. I'm like, nah, I'm truly from Connecticut, man. I'm just visiting. I'm throwing up some Biggie. Dude, I feel that, man. Did you, uh, did, did, were you a fan of the Notorious movie? Did you think that they did Biggie well in that film? Did you get to watch it? Uh, you talking about Notorious? Like the movie? The movie? Notorious, yeah. You think that that, you yeah. think that guy portrayed him pretty well? I mean, I don't know. I didn't read into, uh, the only thing I know about him is that movie and then, and then his music, right? So I feel like they did a pretty good job, yeah. It was a good film for sure. I, I like to think back to like what would NASCAR have been like if like we would have had Biggie and Tupac come to races. Like like why? Like imagine the photos of that. Like we look back right. Like they got the new NASCAR classics now on the NASCAR.com site, which is amazing. You can watch all of the old races. But just imagine like I see like these old photos of like Bill Elliott with like Batman shaking hands by the old yeah. Thunderbird or whatever. I just think about like how amazing it would be just to see like Biggie and Tupac with their hands in their pockets on pit road, like watching standing next to Jeff Gordon yeah. or Mark Martin. Mark yeah. Martin. Oh yeah. Right. We, we got to get Gucci Mane. We still got to find a way to get Gucci Mane out there for Mark. That is still one of the most fascinating things in my lifetime is that Mark Martin is such a gigantic Gucci Mane fan because he got into it because his yeah. kids were listening to it or his son was. So he's the one who actually, like, I saw him posting stuff on Gucci. So I, I started listening to him, too. So I'll send him little on stuff on Instagram because I think you guys know he's pretty active on there. And I'll send yeah. him, um, what is it? My favorite Gucci song is Both Eyes Closed. I like oh, that okay. one. That actually hasn't made the uh, playlist, so I, maybe I need to add that one. But He's got so many songs, dude. He's got so many mixtapes. I mean, like, he's the definition yeah. of just, like, self-made hustle when it comes to, like, music. So yeah. it's tough to choose favorites with him, man. He's, he just signed some new guy I saw yesterday on, like, Daily Loud. He was talking about how he signed this, like, white kid out of a trailer park in Florida. Kid was spitting, though, man. He was getting yeah. down. I liked it. But with, with that being said, like, obviously, you know, you can't listen to music in the car. 
uh you know that's why we made garage jams because it was like my vision for that was like all right this is like music you would listen to while you was like getting down with it you're setting up a car you're racing whatever else it would be a cool thing to say but or to see or you know for you guys to have but y'all got to be focused in there man and i mean the focus is it alone has to be wild like with somebody like tony stewart is your boss man what's that focus like for you like coming in you, you've had a, a pretty extensive career in nascar now you're running with shr this deal that that you've gotten with the 41 car like how did everything come to be with that like how are things going and like you know like why did, did tony reach out to you did you reach out to tony like and, and how's that relationship so i think a lot of it really came down to um jtg was was losing going down to one team right so they were losing a charter and to me i my next opportunity i wanted to be be somewhere that you know, like I leaned on Kevin a lot. He's, uh, I've been lucky enough to, to have him as a teammate and somebody that I could really bounce stuff off of. So I wanted to be part of an organization that was, that was part of a manufacturer, specifically Ford, um, just because I, for me, I've been a Ford guy all my life. And that, that's like, that was just a bucket list thing. And um, SHR was a place that Greg Zipidelli is from Connecticut, from my hometown, actually. And I never really had a relationship with them, but I wanted to, I wanted to be there because it felt like that race survived. So going into 2022, I didn't really have a job. Um, I didn't know where I was going to go. I probably could have went to, um, you know, a lower funded cup car or, or an Xfinity car or whatever it may have been. But my goals in racing are to be a comp like win and accomplish things. And, you know, when you got, when a lot of people see me go to the short track side of things, I'm a threat to win no matter what it is. And, and just because I'm in a cup car doesn't make that any different. So I wanted to be able to build a program around myself. And that's where the, the simulator stuff kind of came from to get my foot in the door over there and, and really start establishing partners uh, to come together to, to make things happen. So luckily, you know, United Rentals, racechoice.com mohawk and the list goes on and on and on that's just been a process of you know 16 to 24 months of of building my relationships or using the relationships that i've had before and really figuring out a way that like how can they benefit from working with me and and obviously you've seen that and and then going into the other side you know our short track stuff has been pretty sick like it's it, it we can't deny that man like la i felt like if we don't have that fuel pump go, we'd be talking about a win. And um, that's, that's, that's tough to swallow. And, and then we were able to get a pole and lead a bunch of laps at Martinsville until, you know, we sped on pit road and, and felt like we cost us a shot to, to race for that win. So um, we've had some highs for sure. Like Bristol dirt, I don't race dirt. We were fast. Like we were really good. And, and there's certainly been some frustrations like Daytona, the super speedway stuff, Talladega, like we've been, we've had really fast race cars. So I knew going into the year that the mile and a half stuff could be, could be a struggle, not only from my point of view, but just some of the other stuff. So you got to take, you take your good with your bads and you just continue to work on your weaker areas. So my hope is going into these last 11 races that we can truly show what we've built and yeah we've made mistakes but i felt like richmond was was a showing of hey if we show up and and we have a fast car and we do all the things right going into those going into the race we can we can execute a race we can put a race together and we can be a threat so 
you know, I believe that in my heart. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put everything I have into, into my career and, and racing if I didn't believe that. So, um, you know, my, my next 11 to 10 races, I feel like we can show something to everybody and really show them what we have. Whether it's the end of this year or next year or any time while you're in the Cup Series, um, we'll, we'll start with this year. In these final 11 races, what do you got circled? What's the one yeah. track you, you want to circle and, and say, yeah, we're going to go there and we're going we're gonna to be really good? Well, I think, uh, I mean, if I'm only allowed to pick one, I'm going to say Martinsville, right? Um, you know, our whole organization was good at Richmond. We were really good at Richmond earlier this year, or uh, Martinsville earlier this year. So that's the easy one to pick, not only from, from SHR standpoint, the cars we have, the speed we have, but also my background. Like I'm aggressive and I'm a fighter. So when it comes to a place like Martinsville where you got to knuckle up and, and be, uh, be ready, that, that's kind of, that's where I'm really excited to get to. But uh, Bristol, Talladega, I, I really enjoy uh, the super speedway racing, even though I've been getting smacked in the head quite a few times here the past few years, but um, I'm getting better at it. And I've done a lot of prep work going into this weekend. So I hope, uh, a different point of view of how I need to attack this one can, can pay off. I love that, man. Yeah. We, you know, especially this week and you got extra energy, uh, with your, uh, with your sponsor, with them having the colors that they have too. So yeah, yeah got a little of that GG energy on there. I like that. You know, we talk yeah. about the short tracks, right? Uh, short tracks in NASCAR cup series with the gen seven car ha has been a very heavily talked about thing, right? Like it's just, what do we have to do to make these short tracks better in a year where you guys seem to have some things figured out pretty much setup wise or whatever it may be, just your driver talent alone. What, what do you think it's going to take for NASCAR to be able to get these cars ready to go and, and put on a great show for everybody at the short tracks? So I guess it really just depends on, what what the def definition of great show is are we looking for super speedway style passing from a guy going you know battle every lap or are we looking for comers and goers so as a race car driver i've learned that there's different styles of shows that we can put on but the show that that seems to be missed by a lot of people is the the strategic side of a race car driver with tire wear so there's there's cars that obviously are really really fast right then there's cars that like if you got a fifth or a sixth place car well there's something that i can do as a driver and back up that pace that way at lap 15 20 30 i'm going forward we're that guy that decided to go 100 percent and burn off his tires in 30 laps he's going backwards and that's where it creates excitement um, so for us as drivers, what we've, what we've been working with Goodyear on is to, Hey, we want to, we want to have these cars have a bunch of grip the first one, two, three, four, five laps, but I want them to fall based off tire wear and not tire heat. Tire heat should create the tire wear, but we're just working on uh, that balance, um, because you don't want to have a tire come apart right uh and and us teams and drivers we're going to push that tire to the absolute limit so i think for that would probably move the needle the most um but at the same time you know in my personal opinion i want more horsepower i want 1200 horsepower i want you guys to see me swinging elbows in there doing all i can separating me from everybody else watching it on tv look we we share that frustration i i, I like the direction that nascar is going in 
um, with the Gen 7 and everything, not even just with the race car, but just with the sport as a whole. But I think we all can kind of share that frustration. We would, it seems like we all would like to see more horsepower and, of course, a tire that, that falls off. I feel like that's a common thing uh, amongst a lot of the drivers. You're probably not the first I've heard say that. So I'm with you there. We're with you there. Uh, as we get into, we're going to take a dramatic shift here because you know, we talk about we talk about the racing, we talk about the Gen 7 a lot. And like you said, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of frustrating with it too. But um, this time of year, you get into the playoffs, the season's coming to a close. In the process of that, we get into some other sports, right? We get NFL football back, we get college football back. So I want to know, uh, is Ryan Priest a big sports guy in when it comes to NFL College football, baseball, basketball. What are, what are some of your other interests? Like once the season's over, once we start winding down, what is Ryan Priest getting into? Man, to be honest with you, I, I enjoy sports. Like I have friends that are like you guys and love love college football, NFL. So I have teams like I'm from New England. So you're almost, when I say New England, Connecticut, you're almost forced, not forced, but like the Patriots, right? So I was, I was Tom afraid Brady, you were gonna say that. I knew. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. So <laughs> what I will say is I was more of more of a Tom Brady fan, like a lot of people, but not because he's a winner. It was because of his work ethic and when you when you noticed the guys that he was playing around him, they wanted to play with him. And that's because he took care of them. And that's that same mentality I try to take within our forty one team. But um so I guess really to answer that question for you guys, like, yeah, I'm a fan. I watch it on, you know, Thursdays and Sundays. But am I a diehard to where I know every single player? Not so much. I spend my time working on street cars and, and race cars. So that's that's kind of the lane I choose to stay in. You I mean, if there's going to be something to do other than football, that's a pretty cool avenue. So I, I respect yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you hone your craft. That's how you uh, that's how you get better at what you're doing in your respective sport, man. I mean, that's, I've always like uh, I've always looked at that like, you know, when you are an athlete, you know, regardless of what people want to call you driver athlete. I mean, you're an athlete. And when you're an athlete, you're focused on your game. And uh, and that's how you get good at your game. So I, I appreciate that stuff, too. Um, going into your your, uh, your family life, man, I saw you uh, recently have had uh, your, your first child, man, a little girl. Uh, how, how does it feel to be a papa? Man, it feels awesome. What I can say is my wife and I both have uh, – my wife actually used to race. That's how I met her. But she she enjoyed riding horses. I enjoy race cars. So I think it's kind of been a battle right now. Of she brings our daughter out to the barn and is like, oh, here's check this horse out. And I'm like, when when my wife goes away and she's laying in my arm, I'm playing race car noises and street car noises. And like, you're going to like street cars. We're going to stay away from the horses. But oh, it's been awesome. Life changing, man. That's how you do it, man. You start that young, like the impression. It's like yeah. the BB Einstein when they, you listen to him and the stuff. Like, nah, it's just you put the speaker there and like it just flourishes like a, a beautiful like checkered flag flower. So that's the way you'll you do just, it. Yeah, you just uh, you, you sparked an idea maybe because I need a tuner for one of my cars I'm working on right now. I need to just play YouTube videos so she'll be some genius tuner at the age of like twelve. There you she go. Can tune all these cars. Just put her in the Make little baby bouncer in the garage. Yeah, she's in the yeah. baby bouncer in the garage, dude. I mean, it's it, you're set, dude. I mean, there, there, there's no, there's no getting away from that. <laughs> I joked with my wife earlier. I said to her, I was like, "Hey, if you need a break, you know, just bring, bring her over to my shop. We can just sit her on the table." <laughs> like, I think she read through what I was trying to do, but yeah. She hey, look, motives. Yeah. There, there's another thing we on this program, and I'm telling you, 
this has worked. All right. This has been a thing. It exists. Everybody wins after they have a kid. I'm telling you, there's like this juju yeah. around it. Everybody after they have a baby, they win races. So I think now that we've brought this up, we're we're imposing a little bit of good luck on you. Heading into Daytona, heading into the rest of the season, you got to feel pretty good about it. I'm telling you, you're going to th- be I, like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, no. Everybody wins after they have a kid. Fact. Oof, man. I, I, I really hope you're right. That would be <laughs> that would be great, especially this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would yeah. Be. Dude, if oh, yeah, I saw so. that car, if, if we see that car in victory lane at Daytona for the Coke Zero Sugar 400, bro, dude, it, it's going to be – I'm, I'm going to buy the die cast for one for sure. We're gonna go yeah. watch a little bit, man. Hey, what a tell us about race yeah. choice. We talked about how good that scheme looks. We were talking about it before we started recording a little bit. Well, tell us about racechoice.com. Yeah, so racechoice.com is a crazy story. So being from Connecticut, there's a there's a group that they're from Middletown, Connecticut, and and they really wanted to grow grow this brand. They were just starting a few years ago with this website and and you know selling parts, safety equipment, everything. So really, it's just it was an avenue for racers to, to go on and, and buy product or, or get something, you know, uh, from a local, a local distributor. And, and it's really grown so much since then. And what I really like about their brand is they're so creative and open to doing different things with, with me or other drivers locally in Connecticut. So the, the whole connection started from, it's a, it's a business that was eight minutes away from where I grew up. And I just happened to meet him, you know, a few years ago and, it's grown into what it is now and he loves racing himself and the the whole team of them they they employ some local racers that work within their facility and it's just a great brand it's a brand that you know i feel like a lot of race fans can get behind if you're going to you're going to go on the website and if you need you know not even if you don't if you aren't a racer yourself and you don't need tow plates or anything like that they have other stuff on that website that is general use so it's uh it's a really great avenue and something that we continue to build. Love Thanks. that. That car is going to look good under the lights. So we're excited for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are not going to be able to miss it. Mm-mm, not at all. That's why I say pink and blue, man. You can't go wrong with them neon colors like that, man. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, la- last thing we're going to cover, we talked about a good bit of music in the beginning of this episode, and uh, and I felt like it was only appropriate <sighs> if we, uh, we did a little bit of 90s rap trivia <laughs> with you, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to warn you guys and don't hold this against me. I'm terrible when it comes to tests. Like my wife, same thing. She'll ask, she'll just start asking me questions, things that I know. And I'll just freeze. Like, but when it comes to racing, I don't freeze. I don't know. It's completely polar opposite. We're putting the pressure on you. Yeah. I feel like you can do good with this. So look, we got five songs we've picked out. And what we're going to do is we're going to read, we're going to read some bars from these songs. And we're going to see if you can correctly guess what song it is. And it's from these artists that we've talked about a lot. So it's like a lot of the heavy artists that you listen to in this rotation. So, uh, you know, we'll see what the score is afterwards. Uh, I would say a three out of five would be good to aim for. You having a little bit of worries right now, having, having just yeah. some flutters, you know, but we'll go. For uh, yeah. Let's kick this thing off. So I'm going to start it off. Uh, first song. All right, so here's a bar from it. Pink Gators, my Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Ah, uh, that's notorious. Um, man, see, that's it's tough. Like, I know it's notorious because I know that line. I just can't remember what it leads into. And <laughs> Dude, I almost we're halfway like, there. Hey, we're halfway yeah, there. Yeah, and, it, and we're, that's we're, on my – hold on. That's on my playlist. Yeah. Um, 
hold on, this is bad because I'm. This is what it is. I'm terrible with the names of the songs. All right, we'll give is you the who shot you. Uh, no, not who no. shot you. We'll give you. We'll give you like an out. Like you can ask for another bar if you want another bar. We'll get. We'll give you an extra bar if you want one. If that might help. If you if you give me an extra bar to closer to where the, the line is. I mean, the only other. Give me the loot. All right, here loop. we go. Dead right in the head right. If the head right, Biggie there, Airy Knight. Papa been smooth since days of underoos. Yeah, give me the loot. Give me the loot. I'm a bad boy. Yeah, that's, it's give me the loot. No. What? It failed. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's gonna be bad. All right, what, is what is it then? It's hypnotized by Biggie. Hypnotized. Really? Biggie, Biggie, can't you see? Papa Ben's no, yeah. days are under never lose. And that's, hold on. So this is where I'm telling you guys, I'm terrible at guessing song names. So this is going to be a bust. It's okay. This is tough. <laughs> they got a new show on TV, Ryan, where like people have to go sing lyrics. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And then they start doing it. And I'm like, dang, I don't know songs as well as I thought. I, I get, mm. You're not alone. You know? Yeah. And look, I... We were talking about rap in general. I'm the eight. There's a little bit of an age gap. I'm. I think Lil Wayne is the greatest rapper of all time. That's you know that's my generation. I love Wayne. You. I'm with you. I'm, hold I'm, on, I miss real him. quick. Hold on, hold on. You were born in the late '90s, weren't you? Yes. Yes. That's yeah, yeah. why. Yep. Ryan Priest, rap expert, right? Just good at the timing. Yeah. No, I'm. I think you're 32, right? I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm five years behind you. So yeah, yeah. We we grew up listening to Lil uh, Wayne like nonstop. I'm 31. So. I think it's just a Louisiana Mississippi. Like I'm from I'm from the New Orleans area, so for me, like Wayne is like. I love him. Well, the reason I say the reason I say that is because most um, most people that are big fans of Little Wayne was like it was kind of like the '96 to early 2000 kids. For sure. Where if you were '94 kind of under, you were you were aiming towards Notorious, Tupac, you know, and all they, those guys. They yeah, don't know that's about like right Hot the Boys money. though. They don't know about Hot Boys. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Hot Boys was late '90s with Wayne when he was a, when he was a child. I but, know, I know about that, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Carter three, Carter four guy. Okay. You know? All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, good too. let's, let's, let's get another one here. Um, this song, I'll give a hint. Uh, it was featured on the movie pineapple express at one point. I don't know if you've seen that classic, uh, yeah. dead souls. This is for Wally easy sees uncle C Charlie or uncle Charlie. I'm not, look, I'm very monotoned. I'm not going to give you much tone here. That's a hard one. Is that a hard one? When you I don't really know this song super well. Very tough. <laughs> What's another no. popular lyric? You're no. giving him like A plus hard yeah. like bars, and I love Chase. It. You said that was the best lyric to give him because I don't. Yeah, know yeah, this but song. yeah, but now, but because, now I understand. Now it's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I have no idea. All right, this one is a uh, Bone th- uh, the Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. So you got to sing that. Okay. Like, it, it is, but like I was, I, I didn't know you might have came in here and been lights out with this. So I had no clue. Um, nah, man. We're Let, going, let's I'm just, not. You want to just like, do one it, more? Yeah, this is. I'm telling you, this is gonna be a total letdown. Dude, I think like, it's great. I warned you great. from the get go. This is so. Fun. All right. Like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. I'm gonna add some more on here uh, later on. But it, when it comes to lyrics, I just I like when I, like I said when we're working it's this is the style of music i listen to all right i got one for you i'm gonna try to make this as easy as possible this is the last one i'm gonna give you all right 
All right, here we go. Y'all know how this go. You know. All Eyes on Me, OG. Oh, All Eyes on Me by Tupac? See, there you yeah, go. Yeah. You All right, we got there one. There you go. I got you one. Can, you can out here. Yeah, you got one. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. got it. See, I, help, I help out, you know? I care. Yeah. Um, dude, that was great, though, man. This is good stuff. It's good to finally get to catch up with you. Good to uh, good to get to know you a little bit better, man. I know we've been talking about doing this and on and off for a while, so – um it was great dude and i can't wait to get back out to a track and kick it with you and um and just yeah. good luck to you the rest of the season man i can't wait to see you some more of these short tracks uh you know he, he's coming he's coming garage fam that are watching this out there he's coming i'm telling you the short track man himself he's been rolling in mad max meal and waterfalls for a while i called him meal and waterfalls you hear that <laughs> i think i'm gonna start we'll, we'll do that the wheel and modified hey. he's been rolling i'm spitting too hard now i gotta stop <laughs> get into too it's much of good, it man it's awesome yeah I, I nah, it. hey guys thank you for having me on it was cool it was fun Absolutely. hey what's 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 the motto one more time the, the the one motto the good juju motto i told you uh having a kid everybody wins after they have a kid baby come on <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean if that that's the case that oh, <laughs> it might be a busy few years we believe that's what that's what counts here all right ryan well thanks so much and, and and just uh just for the sake of it where can everybody follow you and find all your social media content yeah just type in ryan priest uh there might have to be an underscore on on instagram or twitter i'm not really sure but just type in ryan priest you'll find me awesome all right well this has been garage talk i'm chase holden i still tan heart thanks so much for watching thanks guys